Part two, chapter three of the Speaking Voice Principles of Training Simplified and Condensed by Catherine Jewell Everts. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part two, chapter three Study in Inflection. To me, the most notable among the many notable elements in Madame Alla Nazimova's marvellous acting is her illumination of the text of her impersonations through inflection to an ear unaccustomed to the broken music of her speech a word may now and then be lost because of her still faulty english but of her attitude toward the thought she is uttering or the person she is addressing or the situation she is meeting there can never be a moment's doubt so illuminating is the inflectional play of her voice the tone she uses is not to me pleasing in quality it does not fall in liquid alluring cadences upon the ear as does miss marlowe's for instance it is always keyed high whether the child-wife nora or hedda omnivorous of experience is speaking but this high-pitched tone is endlessly volatile it is restless it never lets your attention wander it is never monotonous it is a master of inflection madame nazimova's emotion is always primarily intellectual it always proceeds from a mind keenly alive to the instant's incident this intensely intellectual temperament reveals itself through her voice in a rare degree of inflectional agility this element alone makes her work to me more stimulating than any i have ever known except madame douze's recall the revelation of nora's soul in her cry it is not possible it is not possible madame nazimova's conception of the mistress of the doll's house is concentrated in these four words in her inflection of the last word i may almost say when i close my eyes and think of madame nazimova's voice i see a grove of soft maples in early october with the sun playing upon them while miss marlowe's tone carries me at once into the pine woods where a white birch now and then shimmers its yellow leaves again the voice of the russian actress suggests a handful of diamonds and the american instrument a set of turquoise in the matrix the difference in these two agents of two compelling personalities is of course the result of a difference in the two temperaments but undoubtedly it also arises from a difference in methods of training whatever the temperament light and shade can be developed in the voice through practice of inflection and whatever the temperament a pure tone can be secured through a mastery of support of breath and freedom of vocal conditions the voices of these two actresses vividly illustrate these two points we have studied how to secure miss marlowe's tone we are now to work for madame nazimova's light and shade so far as a mastery of inflection will secure it how shall we proceed all my life writes ellen terry in her entrancing memoirs the thing which has struck me as wanting on the stage is variety some people are tone-deaf and they find it physically impossible to observe the law of contrasts 
but even a physical deficiency can be overcome by that faculty of taking infinite pains that is the secret of successful acquisition in any direction is it not the faculty of taking infinite pains with ellen terry it resulted in a voice which in its prime estate suggested it is said all the riotous colours of all the autumns or henry ward beecher's most varied collection of precious stones we can secure an approximate result by employing the same method let us proceed with infinite pains to practice 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 inflection let us first examine this change of pitch within a word which we call inflection how does the pitch change and why and what does the change indicate we have discovered that a change of thought results in a broad change of pitch from word to word phrase to phrase sentence to sentence and we shall discover that a change in emotion results in a change in the colour of the tone we are using but this element of our vocal vocabulary inflection is subtler than either of the other two while change of pitch is an intellectual modulation and variation in tone colour is an emotional modulation inflection in a degree combines both it is a change in both colour and key within the word it is primarily of intellectual significance but it also reveals certain temperamental characteristics which cannot be disassociated with emotion for instance the staccato utterance of mrs fiske is technically the result of her use of straight swift falling inflections but it is temperamentally the result of thinking and feeling in terms of becky sharp let us see how inflections vary they rise and fall swiftly or slowly they move in a straight line from point to point or make a curve the latter we call circumflex inflection they make various angles with the original level of pitch rising or falling abruptly or gradually these are some of the variations each indicating an attitude of the mind and heart of the speaker toward the thought or toward the one spoken to or toward the circumstances out of which the speech arises all must be mastered for use at will if light and shade are to be developed in the voice now let us take a phrase or sentence and voice it under a certain condition noting the inflection of the word or words which hold the thought of the phrase or sentence in solution then let us change the condition and again voice the thought noting the change in inflection let me propound again the profound question asked in our first lesson do you like growing old the answers will all be yes or no but what of the inflection of those monosyllabic words sweet sixteen will employ a straight swift falling inflection on the affirmative unless some untoward influence such as love the destroyer has embittered her life when she may give us one of may iverson's adorable replies masked in indifference and circumlocution twenty will employ the straight-falling inflection without the swiftness of sweet sixteen's slide 
with twenty-five we detect a faint sign of a curve in the more gradual fall twenty-eight to thirty-five employs various degrees of circumflex according to the desire or possibility of concealing the real facts forty to forty-five if in defiant mood employs the abrupt falling inflection or if quite honest changes to the negative with as swift and straight a fall this lasts through sixty-five and at seventy we hear a new and gentle circumflex on the no until the pride of extreme old age sets in at eighty-five with the swift fall of sixteen's affirmative were it not expedient to maintain friendly relations with one's printer i should venture to diagram these changes of tone within a word as it is i shall content myself with advising you to do so it is my privilege to have had acquaintance with a woman who was a personal friend of emerson among the incidents of his delightful talk to her retold to me i recall one which bears upon our present problem they were discussing mutual friends on the shelf have you ever read titan asked the gentle seer yes replied the lady read it again said he query to the class how did the lady inflect the word yes to call forth the injunction read it again what did her inflection reveal however inclined we may be to quarrel with bernhardt's conception of the duke of reichstadt we can never forget her disclosure of the eaglet's frail soul through inflection as she crushes letter after letter in her hand and tosses them aside uttering the single word destroyed and the final revelation in the quick thrilling curve of her wonderful voice on the same word as the little cousin leaves the room at the close of this episode of the letters no better material can be chosen for a study of inflection than the paragraph from emerson's friendship quoted in a preceding chapter let us repeat the first sentence again our friendships hurry to short and poor conclusions because we have made them a texture of wine and dreams instead of the tough fibre of the human heart study in voicing this how to illumine the thought by your contrastive inflection of the words wine and dreams and tough fibre of the human heart a lingering circumflex cadence in uttering the first two words will suggest the unstable nature of a friendship woven out of so frail a fabric as wine and dreams while a swift strong straight-falling inflection on each of the last six words indicates the vigorous growth of a love rooted in the tough fibre of the human heart in monavanna maurice maeterlinck gives the actress a superb opportunity to show her mastery of inflection let us turn to the scene in Princey Valley's tent. Princey Valley, are you in pain? Werner, no. Will you let me have it, her wound dressed? No. Pause. You are decided? Yes. Need I recall the terms of the... It is useless. I know them. Your lord consents? Yes it is my mind to leave you free there is yet time should you desire to renounce 
No! And so the seeming inquisition proceeds. To each relentlessly searching interrogation from Gianello comes Vanna's unfaltering reply in a single swift monosyllable, yes or no. The same word, but, oh, the revelation which may lie in the inflection of that word. Let us try it. Let us read the scene aloud first giving as nearly as possible the same inflection to each of Vanna's answers, then let us voice it again, putting into the curve of the tone within the narrow space of the two or three-lettered monosyllables all the concentrated mental passion of Vanna's soul in its attitude toward the terrible situation and toward the man whom she believes to be her enemy. This is a most difficult exercise, but if a man's reach should exceed his grasp it will not retard our progress toward the goal of a vocal vocabulary to attempt it now apart from all aim in its pursuit there is no more fascinating study than this study of inflection in this day of artistic photography there is an endless interest for the artist of the camera in playing with a subject's expression by varying the light and shade thrown upon the face so for the student of vocal expression there is endless interest in this play with the thought behind a group of words by varying the inflection of those words lady macbeth's we fail or macbeth's if it were done when tis done then twere well it were done quickly occurs to us of course as rich material for this exercise in her analysis of the character of Lady Macbeth, Mrs. Jameson gives us an interesting study in inflection based on Mrs. Siddons's interpretation of the words, We Fail. A footnote reads, In her impersonation of the part of Lady Macbeth, Mrs. Siddons adopted successively three different intonations in giving the words, We Fail. At first, a quick, contemptuous interrogation we fail afterward with the note of admiration we fail and an accent of indignant astonishment laying the principal emphasis on the word we we fail lastly she fixed on what i am convinced is the true reading we fail with the simple period modulating the voice to a deep low resolute tone which settled the issue at once as though she had said, If we fail, why then we fail, and all is over. Think how vitally the total impersonation is affected by your choice of inflections at this point. Compare the effects of the three Mrs. Siddons tested. Are there other possible intonations of the words? What are they? Do you realize the vital effect upon the voice of such vocal analysis and experimentation? devote ten minutes of the time you take for reading each day to this phase of vocal interpretation and at the end of a week note its effect upon your silent reading and upon your voice remember with inflection as with every other phase of the training the greatest immediate benefit will come from holding the question of its peculiar significance constantly in mind study the temperament of the people about you by noting this element in their speech study the attitude of every interlocutor you face 
by studying the inflection of his replies to the questions of life and death you propound but above all study your own use of this element do not let your own attitude go undetected it may help you to alter an unfortunate attitude to realize its effect upon your own voice end of part 2 chapter 3